Listen, I'm so excited about the book, The Heart of a True Servant. This book is geared to anyone that wants to learn how to effectively and authentically serve their senior leader. This book is going to give you the tools needed to do just that. There's a blessing that comes from serving. The oil flows from the head to the beard and down to the skirts. But in order to receive that blessing, serving must be done with the purest of heart. So go to my website, undikertthesecond.com. That's undikertii.com and get your copy of The Heart of a True Servant and begin to serve more effectively and efficiently today. Hey everyone, it's you and I can hear, and I'm so excited about my new project, The Heart of a True Servant 21 Day Devotional. Listen, if you want to take your servant and your leadership to the next level, this is the book for you. At the end of these 21 days, I can promise you, you will have a better insight of what it means to serve and lead. So go to my website now, youandikertthesecond.com. That's youandikertii.com. And make your order today. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Leader Support Leader Podcast. This episode, we're jumping right into a training that was specifically for the team leaders of Armor Bearers. But this episode, this training is also good for anybody that's in ministry that is leading a team. So let's jump right into this episode. The full episode with all the handouts and the slides are available on my website with the link in the description. Number one, we heard this before. Um, John Maxwell said it best. Leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. When you step into that leadership role, you have uh, a level of influence. And in some cases, um, the influence of a leader is not necessarily depicted by a position. There's people in your church, there's people even on your team that are considered leaders because they have the influence of one, two, or subgroup of people. So you definitely want to understand that just because you have a title does not necessarily mean that you have uh, the influence to be the leader. So when you become a part of that leadership team, you have to gain and grow your influence. So when we just say this, I want to just say that this is leadership is influence without giving some insight in exactly what influence is. So number one on your worksheet, you want to write leadership is influence. And if you got something separate to take notes or even on that paper, I want you to write these things down as well. So what is leadership? Leadership is integrity, right? The I is for integrity. You have to have integrity when you're leading a set of people. Right. You want to be nurturing. You want to be nurturing, just like if you are uh, those who are parents, when you nurturing your children, you nurturing this this team. You got to uh, provide for them. You have to protect them. You have to educate them. You have to correct them. Everything that that goes into nourishing and the development of your team falls on you as part of that leadership team of the church. The next thing that influence is, is faith. You got to have faith. We all know that. You got to have faith in God. You have to have faith in yourself that you're able to carry this uh, burden of ministry, this burden of purpose, if you will. The next thing inside influence is you have to listen. You have to be a listening leader. You have to listen to what's being said as well as what's not being said. 
You have to listen to what's being said out loud, and you have to listen what I call between the lines, because people will tell you certain things without telling you certain things. You have to know how to deal with, by listening, you learn how to deal with their uh, uh, mannerism. You learn how to deal with their personalities. You learn how to deal with their uh, feelings of rejection or feelings of depression and things of that nature, whatever they struggle with. You can learn this by listening. And when they find out that you listen and like really, really listening to them and care about them, you are growing your influence. So along with uh, listening, the you and influence is understanding. After you listen, you have to understand. Um, One thing that I did understand um, uh, early on in leadership uh, that I had to kind of grow into is that when you lead in a group of people, do not expect them to have the same level of passion that you have for what you're doing. So when sometimes when you become a leader, you 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 ready to run through the wall, right? You ready to tackle everything. And you have this passion, you have this fire, but everybody does not have that same of fire and yearning. So you have to understand where people are, listen to them, understand where they are, and then help them, which is the next one to influence, enlarge them, right? You want to make sure they grow. You want to make sure that they understand that their potential is as an armor bearer, as a potential, as part of the team. So once you help, you listen to them, you understand them, and you help them grow, you enlarge them, your influence as a team leader is growing. Now you learn to navigate. The the second end of influence is for navigation. You learn to navigate through your team. You learn to navigate how to deal with these people, how to set this person up. This person works well with this person. This person may be a a tier one armor bearer. This one may be a tier three. So what assignments do I need to give them? What 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 category or what uh, um, status of armor bearer do I need for certain engagements, for certain uh, services, for certain speakers? Because as a leader, you have to make those hard decisions. Somebody may have the heart to serve, but they just don't have the, the, the tangible things needed for this particular service. Everybody can't travel out of town. Everybody can't go to. It's a difference of going to uh, if your pastor was speaking at T.D. Jakes as opposed to, you know, Corner Street Baptist. Right. So when you your pastor going to speak at T.D. Jakes, you want to make sure that the best person is available that's able to handle that situation. You don't want to put a tier three in a tier one situation. And that's the hard thing about uh, leadership. But you learn how to navigate those things and build your influence that when you have to make those decisions, they understand that it's not against them but it's the best person for the situation. The seeing influence is connecting. When you have influence, when you're in leadership, you have to connect the people. You have to connect them to the vision. You have to connect them to the pastor. You have to connect them to God. You have to encourage them. You have to make them feel that they're part of a family. Develop that team dynamic. Develop that family, that brother, that sisterhood. Whatever that is, 
connect them to the vision, connect them to the pastor, connect them to the team. And lastly, when you're dealing with leadership as influence is empower them, make them feel valued, make them feel like they are uh, owners. We talked about this in this training. You have to own part of your part of the vision. So, but as a leader, you empower them by making sure they're prepared, making sure they have the adequate amount of training, making sure that they're not caught with their pants down in a situation. You have to think of these situations and these things of like, okay, I don't want my team to be caught in this situation of lacking or without, because then that comes a reflection of you. And at the end of the day, if something is off, you signed up to be the one to get fussed at. You signed up to be the one to get the brunt of it because everything rises and falls on the leader and everything rises and falls with leadership. So you want to take your beatings and then improve and empower and encourage your team. Um, So the second one, number two, leadership is also a narrative. Leadership is a narrative. Just think about the Bible. We have these parables uh, 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 that Jesus gave us, and it teaches us about leadership. Why is it a parable? It gives us a narrative. So when you have this narrative of leadership, you uh, uh, must tell this story with the conviction, right? You must tell this story and what you believe with conviction. You believe that this ministry is important. You believe that this man and woman of God is important enough to the kingdom that it does he or she deserves our servitude, right? And so you have to believe it. You have to tell your narrative with conviction. You have to get people to buy into it. And then you have to steward your conviction. It means you have to also apply it to your own life. They're not going to be able to value your narrative, value your conviction if you don't value it yourself. For example, you can't preach about uh, and fuss about being on time when you're not on time yourself. You can't fuss at them and preach about giving if you're not giving to the vision that you feel convicted about. You're trying to get them connected to. You have to model what your narrative is as a leader. Three, leadership is about character. Leadership is about character. People will only follow who they trust, right? So you have to make sure your your character is linked to those more commitments and convictions that you are telling your story about. We talked about how we cannot expect them to do something that we're not we're not doing ourselves. So the expectation that the care of the character we want our team to have has to start with us. This is what you're signing up for or have signed up when you agree to lead this team. You agree to have character, modeled character, an icon, a clickable icon that when they want to know what to do or how to do in this situation, they can model off of you. So the expectation of character must start at the top. It starts with you. You set the tone for your team, right? And character is this indispensable to credibility. You cannot have character or uh, credibility without character, right? Because that character and that credibility draws people to it. So 
as your team develops, as your team uh, grow and mature, do not be surprised when people want to join that team, right? People want to become a part of that team. And sometimes it's not just to get close to pastor, right? We have to watch out for those. But sometimes it's just because they see something happening. They see this ministry growing where another part of ministry may not be, and they want to be part of something that's alive. So that draws people. The character of the leader trickles down to the character of the team, and it can be infectious in a good way and draw people to you and to the team. Uh, Number four on your worksheet, leadership is tied to credibility. Credibility defines our ability to trust. It it defines our ability to trust others. So they're going to ask this question, and they're already asking it of you. They're going to say, well, as far as your credibility, what can the leader do? What can the leader do? Can you organize? Can you administrate? Can you put together a schedule? Can you um, train me? What gives the credibility, gives you the credibility to say, hey, I can lead this team, right? So again, character, then credibility. Build those two to the team. The trust of the team becomes a part of you. It begins to grow. The team begins to mature. Credibility has to be earned. So it's earned through preparation and determination. So when you hit a rough patch, or when you hit a difficult situation, how far or how much have you prepared yourself and your team? And when you hit that difficult situation or that that moment, are you going to give up or are you going to push through, right? Credibility is earned through preparation and determination, but watch this, it can be lost with moral failure. When you begin to, when you lack off of that character, when you lack off that conviction, when you lack off of those things and your word becomes um, not as strong, it can cause the, you to lose your credibility with your team. So you put the pressure. I ain't saying you, I'm not saying you have to be perfect all the time, but you have to be credible. You have to be prepared. You have to be determined. And when you get it wrong, part of your credibility is saying, hey, my bad, I got this wrong. I'm going to take this one. I'm not passing the blame to nobody else. I'm going to take this one and we're going to get better. Wow. What a great opportunity, a great time to end this episode. Again, the full episode is available on the website. The link is in the description. UNDEichardTheSecond.com. Get your resources, get this episode, get the handouts and make sure that you are ready to help lead your team to serve 10 times better. Until the next episode, I'll see you later. Leadership is accountability. And one thing I've learned from top tier leaders over time is that they understand one thing. Time is precious. They have 1,440 minutes in the day and how they use that time is very important. 
And one of the things they do is they reflect on that time. So what I have developed for you is the Heart of a True Servant Leadership Journal, where we're going to learn something every day, encourage someone, take action, and pray. So go to my website, undiketthesecond.com. That's undiketthei.com and place your order today and lead more effectively and efficiently.